0: What's going on? What's up there, everybody? Good day to you and welcome to the latest installment of the Man Cave Huddle. I'm your host, Craig, where today there's a lot to talk about in the world of the NBA. Similar to July 4th weekend, there were a lot of snap, crackle, and pops. and Definitely a lot of explosions. We're on the Man Cave Huddle. I like to talk about lifestyle, entertainment, and sports. We're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about how lifestyles have changed. And I'm going to do my best to definitely make it entertaining for you. But as we begin, I want to talk about how Kawhi Leonard has changed the landscape in the NBA. Kawhi Leonard, NBA MVP, finals champion with the Toronto Raptors defeating the Golden State Warriors. Free agent has decided to take his talents to the Los Angeles Clippers where people may say, why is he going there? He's from San Diego, a little bit closer to home. Another point I wanted to bring up, in this era of AAU football where all the great basketball players, the really good basketball players, are playing in AAU leagues that, yes, it's the 1% or the 2% or the 3%, but these are the AAU leagues and teams that I'm talking about where they're traveling across the country every holiday weekend throughout the school year. And I'm not talking about if you're playing in New York, you're traveling to New Jersey or Washington, D.C. I'm talking about over Thanksgiving break, you're playing in a shootout or a classic in Texas, New Mexico, or California. These are the type of AAU tournaments I'm talking about. These teams always have the best players, and a lot of these NBA players were AAU teammates. So for them to unite or want to play together now, I think is something that is very empowering for the player, but this is how they all grew up, so they don't think of it as anything. We can all thank in a good way LeBron James for this change because he wasn't the creator of the big three. It really happened with Boston, Garnett, Allen, the truth, Paul Pierce. But what LeBron did, he allowed players and gave – The visual of not only am I creating a big three, I'm taking ownership of my career monetarily. Where I'm going to play, who I'm going to play with, how long I'm going to play, how much am I going to get paid. You could think that might be LeBron's legacy. Not even all the championships, how he's shifted the landscape. But neither here nor there, I don't want to get off topic here. Let's talk about Kawhi Leonard has signed a four-year, $142 million deal with the Clippers. And you know he's not going there alone. So who did he get to play with him? This is a rumor, allegedly, allegedly, information brought to the Man Cave huddle that he reached out to Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant said, nah, I'm good. So he reached out to another buddy of his, PG-13, a.k.a. Paul George has gone to the Clippers via trade. What did Oklahoma City Thunder receive? Let me tell you. Five first-round picks, four unprotected, and two are swaps. Soft, small forward Danilo Gallinari. It's a Gallinari. It's a Gallinari. Danilo Gallinari. Former Knicks. I know you guys know who I'm talking about. And young up-and-coming Very talented point guard out of Kentucky, Shea Gillis-Alexander. So now what you're talking about is like basically seven players for Paul George. And for the Oklahoma City Thunder, I don't know how much longer Russell Westbrook is going to be on that team. Because now, I'm not saying it's a wasteland, but Russell Westbrook is at the point in his career where he wants legit title runs. And I mean, think about it. Durant was there, great player, left. Paul George was there, great player, now he's left. After a while, you got to be thinking, is my loyalty worth it? Should I still be staying here? Because this is the, going back for a second, this is the power that LeBron James has brought to the NBA where, hey, look, I'm going to do the job of the GM and provide the roster because I don't know if this GM is a basketball guy, Or he's just here trying to assemble talent. And when you look at the Oklahoma City Thunder, I mean, I just don't know, other than Stephen Adams and Westbrook, if that's enough to really get busy next year. But let's not talk about the Thunder. Let's talk about this Clippers roster now. Now, going into next year, let's talk about this depth chart and how good these guys are looking. Now, you're going to have... Pat Beverly, anybody who knows Pat Beverly is a pit bull. He's a dog. Somebody you sit there and say, "Look, who's somebody that I could take into to battle?" truck Pat Beverly is that guy. He had Kevin Durant is a seven footer with a wingspan of who knows what. Pat Beverly is like what six one six two. Had Durant and Chick Check, not Check Chick Check. Durant couldn't even want to take a shot over this guy. That's the type of defense that Pat Beverly brings. Is he a little extra? Is he a little shove after the whistle? Is he diving at people's knees? I'm not going to lie. He's all of that. But he's also that guy where defensively, when you say, this is your defensive assignment for the game, can you check him? Got you, coach. Now you got Landry Shemet, who could be your shooting guard. Paul George on the perimeter along with Landry. And as your bigs, you have Kawhi Leonard and Ivaka Zubak. Now, this is where things could change and become real, real interesting. Because now with Landry Shamet, okay, you got him, but they also received Mo Harkless in the deal. So Mo Harkless could be inserted into that starting five where you could have Patrick Beverly as your primary ball handler. And on the wings, you could have Paul George and Mo Harkless. And people are saying, well, what about the depth? It's not all about the starters. Bruh, Lou Williams is only a walking 30-point-per-game guy. Coming, I should say per game, but he's only capable of getting 30 points in any game off the bench. Montrell Harris, he's another dog. He's a rim runner, protector. He's one of those guys where he's not looking to get points. He just wants to D-up, block shots, and grab boards. You need guys like that. Then you, you know, sprinkle in a little Wilson Chandler, Jermichael Green, Tyrone Wallace. That's a, that's a pretty nice roster. And I'm not even talking about Hall of Fame head coach Doc Rivers, who last year gave the Warriors fits with a roster that shouldn't have even been competitive and gave the Warriors fits. Now he has all this talent? Man, I'm telling you, you telling me. Prior to this trade, a lot of people felt that it was going to be the Lakers that were going to be the presumptive favorites to win the NBA title next year, or at least go to the finals. Losing out on D'Angelo Williams, losing out now on Kawhi, they fill their roster, and as of you know today, their starting five primary ball handlers going to be Ray John Rondo on the wings, wing players, your little three and Ds. You got your um, Danny Green who signed. You got uh, LeBron James, obviously. Kyle Kuzma could be in that mix too as a starter. I don't know if they want to go with Green or Kuzma. And then for your bigs, you got Anthony Davis who was acquired via trade. And they signed Boogie Cousins. Is that a good starting five? It's a good starting five. It's a really good starting five. But I don't know if and when they meet the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. Can they beat? The clip is because I don't know what depth the Lakers have at this point. I mean, you never know. They could still bring in a J.R. Smith. They could still bring in a, a plethora of players via trade, things of that nature. You could still bring in um, Carmelo Anthony or there are guys that you know get bought out in their free agents. I'm not saying it's done, but as of today. The Clippers look like they're the team to beat next year. The Warriors, we all know, no clay. They're just trying to fit together a roster so that they could be competitive. And I'm not saying they're going to be whack. They still have Steph Curry. You still got Dre Green. You still got a lot of that good coaching. So it's not like the Warriors are going to fall off the face of the planet. It's just that next year is going to be a year where expectations will not be the NBA Finals. It might be just to make the playoffs and see how far we could go after that. But Kawhi Leonard, I mean, it makes me wonder now, when you're in the NBA, is it all about you being a great player or is it all about the recruiting aspect? Because look at Kevin Durant. I don't know who recruited who. Did Kyrie recruit Durant? Did Durant recruit Kyrie? Either way, whoever did it between those two guys, they wound up now shifting the energy in the East where next year, the Nets are going to be good. But then in two years, look out. Two years, you know, the the, the NBA, next year is going to be really exciting. Two years, think about it. You could have Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. Then you're going to have the Clippers, where this team collectively is going to be together for a while, what are the Warriors going to do? Let's say they get a big-time free agent, and now they're back on the block along with Clay Thompson. And look at the Lakers. Whatever they do this upcoming season, you know they're going to improve on the roster. It's going to be a very up-and-coming good couple of years. And let's not talk about the other teams that are in the mix. I mean, you still got the 76ers, right? What about the Celtics? And in the West, You always got up and coming teams. We always talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm not saying they're going to be that team, but we always talk about them. Portland is always good. It's a potential landing spot if and when Oklahoma City decides to trade Westbrook. You never know. Rumors are that he might be traded to the Houston Rockets. I don't know how that's going to work out because Westbrook likes to to be ball dominant and – You got the the other guy, Mr. Mohawk. He likes to be ball dominant as well. Who's going to pass the ball? Who's going to pass the ball on the team? I mean, look, both these guys are friends. They both played with each other when they were young. They both went to NBA finals. But to me, James Harden is the type of guy where he needs the ball in his hand to be effective. So does your man Russell Westbrook. That's going to be an interesting situation right there. But this definitely has changed the landscape of the NBA. we in one night. Clippers all of a sudden went from we might be okay next year off of a good year to favorites to win the NBA title. Mm. It seems as though now, though, people are saying that it's all about the big two and not the big three. Well, Lou Williams is a good player. But I mean, you know, it's all about two guys And you could see what the the ingredients are to making a really good team and players that want to play with each other. You have to have a surrounding cast. You need to have a coach that the players respect and is a basketball lifer, a basketball guy, not just somebody that's just been put in a position. Look at Atkins at the Nets. That the, the the nets were just a uh, uh, barren. Then he took them up and developed players, took a whole bunch of C level, B level players, and made them into a really good bunch of high quality B level players. Now all of a sudden you insert Kyrie and Durant, and all of a sudden it's wow! Look at what you have, Clippers. Before you got. Kawhi and Paul George. You had Pat Beverly, Montrezl Harrell. You had Pat. Um, I'm sorry, I already said Pat Beverly. You had Lou Williams there. You and you have Doc Rivers, a basketball lifer, former NBA player, of a, a, a future Hall of Fame NBA coach. Now you're gonna sit there and say, Greg, what about the Lakers? What's up with that roster? What's up with that head coach? Look. LeBron likes to do things to where he's going to strip it down to where he's going to break it down to a fine powder and build it all the way up. And this is me talking, so I don't want some, where are you getting this information? We all know when you're watching a LeBron James coach team, it is LeBron slash GM slash head coach is what's really going on. Because you can't tell me you're going to call a play and LeBron says, no, we're doing this instead. He's going to say, no. LeBron's going to look at you like, excuse me? Oh, okay. Who do you think got you this job? Oh, okay. Thank you. He's the one that's – I'm not saying he's literally the guy picking up the phone, making phone calls, but he's the guy saying this is who I want and this is who's gettable. So I just said it's all about the, the supporting cast and coaches, but with LeBron it's different. Not everybody else is sitting there making decisions saying they're going to be the GM slash head coach. Kawhi basically said, I'm going to L.A. I want to play at home. Paul, you from LA, You from California as well. You want to go back home and make this happen? Let's do it. Right? Only, it only makes sense. But anyway, this is definitely going to rock the, um, the NBA. So as we come to an end of this episode... As I do with all my episodes, I want to end it with a positive quote. And this positive quote is, surround yourself with people who talk about ideas and not other people. Surround yourself with people who talk about ideas and not other people. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.